0: Welcome to Bedtime Story Adventure 2020, Children's Urban Fantasy. One chapter a day up until Christmas. Chapter 19. Battle Stations There was no great hurry to get home. Jenny would easily make it in time. But she was surprised when James ran up the steps to Elf's old house. What are you doing? she asked. He rummaged in his coat pocket, produced a set of keys, and opened the door. "'I think we should use Elf's Old Place as a base,' he said. "'And we need a place to keep—' He paused and looked at the bag in Jenny's hand and sniffed. "'Things.' Jenny looked up and down the road, then quickly took the stairs and went inside. They went down to the kitchen and dining room. It was just as Jenny had remembered from years before, only a bit dustier. Now that they were indoors and in one place, the smell from the bag became obvious. Her clothes must smell too, but the bishop and the book were the worst. James started looking in kitchen cupboards, and Jenny opened the bag and put the portal book on the kitchen table. Either it didn't smell that bad, or she was getting used to the smell. Look for a downstairs toilet, will you? James said. Then go and see if there's any bottles of perfume or anything like that upstairs. There was a small toilet near the side door with the cat flap. She pointed it out to James, then ran up two flights of stairs to the first floor. There was a huge bathroom with a roll-top bath right in the middle of it. There were also two sinks. One was pretty bare, apart from a toothbrush and toothpaste and a can of deodorant. The other had many more feminine products around the sink and overflowing a shelf above. Jenny found a couple of expensive-looking perfume bottles and took them, along with the can of deodorant, back downstairs. The acrid smell of the bishop hit her as soon as she went through the door. James had filled a small bowl with old cornflakes and some crushed-up cream crackers. "'Splash some perfume round the toilet,' he said to Jenny. "'I think that it can be the bishop's quarters for the night.' She sprinkled half of one of the bottles over the sink walls and floor. Then James put the bowl of food and another bowl of water down on the floor too. Then he opened the window. Come on, Bishop. He picked the bird up from the bag. You can perch in here for the night. The Bishop did not object to its new home, and lay on its back in the little sink. James wrapped one end of the chain around a tap. If you need to, you know, go to the toilet, James said awkwardly. You can either just use the actual toilet, or go out the window. He closed the door on the resting pigeon. Great idea, Jenny said. I bet we stink too. Yeah, but at least I know about it this time so I can shower with all my clothes on. He looked at Cece, still in his jacket's inside pocket. Do you think Cece should stay here? Jenny asked. It's up to you, Cece, James said. You can stay here with the pigeon or come back with me, but if you come back to mine, you're going to have to have another shower. The monkey screwed its face in disgust but stayed in the pocket. That decides it, James said. We should get the gang to meet here tomorrow after school. I've got history tuition, but I'll come here first. We shouldn't leave the book here, Jenny said. It's too valuable. She gave the duffel bag an extra-long spray with the deodorant. It might also be a good idea to seal the portal book in a plastic bag. James went back to the kitchen area and found a roll of bin liners in a drawer. He double-bagged the book, then put it in the bag. It was time to leave. James locked the door behind them, and they set off up the road. "'There's so little time,' Jenny said. "'We don't even know when the inspector is going to do his thing. "'If we get on the chat server tonight, "'then the gang will hopefully see the messages before school tomorrow. "'Don't forget to bring the map with you,' James added. "'The bishop said it was a local guide or something. "'It might be just what we need.' They went their separate ways at the top of the road, James with Cece and the bag with the portal book. After a noisy entrance to let her parents know she was home, Jenny rushed upstairs before anyone could smell her. She used James's idea and got straight into the shower with her clothes on, shoes, coat and all. It took a while to wring everything out and arrange it near her radiator to dry. Then it was time for chat. Not many other members of the Greenhands gang were around, as it was quite late. Jenny's first task was to update everyone with the latest information. She wrote about the Key to the Air, the Portal Book, and Claudia's Tale too, And she gave the address of Elf's Old House for anyone that could meet after school. Wilf messaged back to say that he and his brother Laurie would be able to cycle down after school. Fred agreed that bikes would be useful, and he and Elsie would ride there too. Joe said that she and Milly might not be able to get across town, but their cousins, Mr E and Wayland, were visiting and would help out too. As usual, the Greenhands gang were ready to get stuck into the adventure. It was a cold, crisp morning, clear skies and thick frost on car windows. Jenny left home before the sun was up, which, this close to Christmas, was only ten minutes before she usually left. She pushed her bike to the top of the road, slightly worried about the possibility of black ice. Her breath formed clouds in front of her, and she was glad to be wearing the green woolen gloves, which had no problem keeping her hands warm. The grass in Blakers Park was white and crunchy with frozen dew. Her wheels made a satisfying sound cutting through a corner of the main field. She rested her bike against the railing around the clock tower, The tower's green paint looked dull grey in the dawn-edged light. "'Zen,' she said quietly into a leafy bush. "'Why are you talking to a bush?' the armoured rat said from behind her, making Jenny jump. "'We need your help,' she said. "'Today.' "'We thought you'd forgotten about us,' Zen said. "'We've been waiting for you to visit.' "'Sorry,' Jenny said. "'Everything's been happening so fast. "'We want to break into the engineerium today.' "'Today?' "'I was going to go fishing!' "'We can help,' Bobby said, rustling out of the bush and making Jenny jump again. "'We got contacts there. Couple of old friends. One of them remembered you.' "'Me?' Jenny couldn't think who Bobby meant. "'Yeah, the axe rat. Got two axes. Met you in the sewers.' "'You mean the rat that Zen fought off. Why would he help?' "'Money!' Zen said. "'He's a merc, just like us.' And he's in charge of the ground perimeter. None of the sewer guards were interested in switching sides. They like their existing jobs too much. We can get you inside. Meet us by the railway station. We'll be there. If you see No-Tail, can you tell her to keep an eye on Elf in Preston Park? Jenny said, thinking that their old friend might need a bit of help if the inspector showed up early. It felt good to have Zen and Bobby on board. Zen always seemed to find a way to fight for the right side, as long as it paid more than the wrong side. The weak winter sun turned the sky blue and warmed up the roads enough to melt any ice. Jenny waited at the top of James's road. He was on time for once, pedalling hard up the hill, the duffel bag swinging from side to side from his handlebar. "'Good news,' he said as he reached her. "'I managed to persuade my parents to cancel tonight's tuition,' said that now I was going to boarding school, I wanted to use the last days at normal school for friend stuff. They rolled down the road. Bad news is that the bag smells like, well, I don't know what, ammonia and man deodorant, I guess. It's only for one day, Jenny said. I checked in with Zen and Bobby. They are ready to help us get into the engineerium. Looks like most of the gang saw the messages. We should have a good group for the raid. And a second group to check out the marina, James said. If we can find the boat, we might be able to free Rask before the inspector gets involved. Maybe even find the real watch list, Jenny said. That's a stretch goal, I reckon, James said. Then he added, Sorry, I've been listening to my mum on her work calls too much. She says things like that all the time. As much as Jenny would have preferred to be getting ready for the raid on the engineerium, there was nothing she could do, and so she had a normal day at school albeit with a shade of anxiety about what was to come. The day passed without any incidents. At the end of the day, Jenny met James at the school bike shed. They unlocked their bikes without speaking. On the way to Elf's, they were joined by more of the gang. Wilf, Fred, Laurie, Elsie, Juan, Micah and his little sister Thea too. Another group was already clogging up the pavement outside Elf's house when they arrived. Frank, Arlo and the two knowers. Take the bikes round the back, James said. Put them on the porch and I'll let you in. He dragged his bike up the stairs. Jenny led the others down the alleyway to the back garden. In a few minutes they were all inside, gathered around the big dining table. Fred and Elsie had brought some homemade cakes. They put a big Tupperware of them in the middle of the table. James took out the portal book and Jenny put the map next to it. There's a lot we don't know, Jenny said, but we also don't have much time. I think we need to split into two groups, one to plan the raid on the engineerium, another to work on the portal book and the key to the air. It's certain to come in handy. And we need to think about the big top too. I need a toilet, Arlo said. That was not unusual. Jenny ignored him. What about the map, Fred asked. Do we know if it's linked to the key to the air? I have an idea, James said, but I haven't had the chance to check it. They started organising themselves into two groups. The doorbell rang, and two more members of the gang came in, Arthur and Adrian. They joined the raiding group. Thea and Micah were enjoying playing with Cece, the monkey was out of its dog fur, and happy to be petted and do some tricks. Jenny worked with the raiding group. Arthur and Adrian were late because they'd had the idea of popping to the pet shop to get some food. In case the captured animals are hungry, Arthur said. We got cat food and bird food, and some dog treats too, Adrian said. You know, for the rats. It was a great idea. The Green Hands gang always managed to think of things that made a plan complete. The rats should be able to get us into the engineerium, Jenny said. It's our job to find the animals and free them. I really don't know what to expect. Laurie picked a cake out of the Tupperware, sniffed it, then put it back in. I found these. He heaved a huge pair of bolt cutters onto the table. They looked like they could cut through a scaffolding pole. They were in my dad's toolbox. He bought them last year to cut through a rusted bike lock, Laurie's brother Wilf said, putting a beefy pair of wire cutters down. They're top notch. There was a shriek from the back door. There's a bird in the toilet, Arlo shouted, and it stinks. How rude! The bishop's voice came through the open door. I didn't make any comments about your smell. Oh, is it a party? No one told me about it. James fetched the bishop out. Wilf, Jenny said, can you cut that chain off the bishop? No problem. Wilf picked up the wire cutters. Sure you don't need something a bit stronger? Noah C. lifted Laurie's bolt cutters up. These will do fine, Wilf said, snipping the chain from the bishop's foot. See? That's better, the bishop said. Ooh, is that cake? Noah B. tossed the cake over to James. The bishop pecked the top of it. Delicious, the bird said. My compliments to the chef. I'm going to take the bishop upstairs, James said, to see if we can't work things out. Noah B., Juan, can you bring the map and the portal book up? We don't have long, Jenny said to everyone. I want to get to the engineerium as soon as it gets dark. Everyone was chatting excitedly. It felt good to be taking things into their own hands. And, for now at least, Jenny believed that they were going to succeed.